0: We're joined by the associate professor of the Faculty of Medical and Health Sciences, uh, general practice and primary healthcare. Uh, that's quite a mouthful, actually. Uh, but anyway, uh, to me, she's a vaccino- vaccinologist. It's uh, Helen Petusis Harris. Good afternoon. Oh, cured How I did I pronounce? Actually, i I did hear a different pronunciation earlier in the news for your the Petusis. You say all the s's, don't you, or is it?
1: Yeah, you're right. You, you've got it. Oh, yeah, good. People like to, to, to think about that coughing, coughing disease, whooping cough, called pertussis, and then
0: you know. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I'll never, I never escape it.
0: No, actually, funny enough, I had a discussion with my producer Joe about that. Oh no, I think they uh, in the news they they sort of turned it into uh, you t- turned you into a French person uh, with Pertussi Pato- oh. Harris, which sounds oh, like sounds like a dance <laughs> step. Anyway, hey, look, um, look, we're being a, a bit of levity to kick into it, but. With measles and um, meningitis, I'm not sure if you can put the two together, but where are we at when it comes to vaccination rates for our children at the moment?
1: Uh, We're almost back to where we started um, many years ago, uh, where we sort of rolled around in the bottom of the OECD in terms of our vaccine coverage. And and then we we just nailed it. We, We... uh, improved it to become one of the. Um, in fact, we we were beating the odds for a while, which was great. So we got up to to, to over ninety four percent, and then wow. uh, that was great. That was awesome. And the, one when of the most- when was that? Uh, I think we peaked about two thousand sixteen.
0: Oh. Okay. Um.
1: And then um. And what was really amazing was that those equity gaps. You know, particularly for Mali, um, for Mali. Infants had really closed up. There was very little in it, and then um, it's been it's been heading south ever since. So we can't say, oh, this is you know a COVID. Blame COVID for this. No. This has been happening for some time now. So, how,
0: I mean, how concerned should we be about this?
1: Oh, really concerned. I mean, what the, you know, having good vaccine uptake is sort of like a cornerstone of uh, of of basic public health. And um when you can't do that um, I think it's indicative of uh, um a, a really uh major problem in your in your entire program uh I think we're in trouble. I think we we're going to see we're going to see some bad stuff uh, now that we've sort of uh don't have lockdowns and we're you know running around um free ranging <laughs>
0: again oh that's right of course uh, so you said that peak in the vaccination rates ninety four percent so where are we at now i I, I think I saw something that. For Maori children, we're below fifty percent, which is just woeful, isn't it?
1: That's terrifying. It's terrifying. That's true. Um, and 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 it's very. These things are quite um, uh, regional. So so. Um, and also, you're looking at different population subgroups where you're getting down to, to sort of some some places and some groups that's um, below fifty percent for um, children who have been appropriately vaccinated for their age. And um, So it's 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 declined across pretty much all um, all groups, but now you've seen this massive inequity open back up again, Um, and those people who are most at risk of the diseases also now you know you're seeing to have the lowest coverage. So um, recipe for disaster.
0: So 2016 we were killing it. I mean I mean sorry that's the wrong expression, but we're doing very well. So Mm. what what's actually happened? Because as you say, that's I thought that maybe part of the problem was that there's been so many negative stories around, uh, you know, there's been so much controversy around the COVID vaccine that maybe some of this has rubbed off onto our general attitude to vaccines. But it, it, that doesn't explain how we fell off a cliff sort of in 2017 onwards.
1: No, um, and, and that was that sort of a systematic erosion of of public health in general, and and the um, I guess it's del- delivered mainly, for example, you know, in primary health care, people's GPs and things. And um, when that they are burned out, they don't have the resources um, they need to be able to deliver this. Um, then you know you're going to see this sort of thing happening, and it's kind of like not just there at the front line, but it's also within the wider communities and things like that, where people sort of think, well, oh, we've got these problems, we need. This is what we need to help deal with it. How we need to get you know, people vaccinated, Um and and those those things didn't happen. They they, they weren't resourced. So you know, and then COVID came, and got all got worse.
0: And, uh, so of course, th- that's the other question is whether we've lost the ability to focus on more than one thing at a time. But surely the health system should be able to get it. I mean, how much is the is, is the health ministry itself at fault in this? Uh, not, I mean, it's difficult to apportion blame, but. You know, somebody's got to be getting the word out there. Whose job is it?
1: Well, I think. I mean, I think that that's, that's exactly the question. Uh, I mean, there is that that responsibility, that role there to um, to take that national leadership role, but also to to resource the program. And to be honest, um, I, I, I'm not. Seeing an awful lot. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's you know there's a degree of, of chaos. Um, I, I don't know where that responsibility lies within there, but it's very clear. A <laughs> bottom line is that stuff's not happening. So, um, how
0: effective is just to, I mean just from the, the basic sort of fact point of view, how effective is vaccination when it comes to measles and the meningococcal B uh, vaccine? Well,
1: the measles vaccine is one of the most effective vaccines we've got. Um, so that's if, if people uh, receive a couple of do- two doses, it's getting up to, you know, 98%. Um, so essentially, if we did well there, you eliminate the disease, you don't see it. And hopefully in the future, we could just stop using the vaccine altogether. Yeah. Um, so that was where the world was headed a few years ago to elimination, and of course that's all been reversed globally. So there's a lot more measles out there, and we're a lot less prepared to to receive it. Um, so cases um, have a high chance of starting, you know, to spread in the community, um, and we'll have an epidemic. Um, the mening vaccine, um, um, the one I think that that's getting the attention at the moment, the Group B, um, is is Really effective. We're talking about a very rare disease here, but um, in the order of and the Australian data show about 94% uh, protection against um, against that disease. And the vaccines also protect more broadly as well against some of those other sero groups. So, where countries introduce it, they see a huge decline. In
0: meningococcal disease. I mean, is it, it sounds, like probably a bit of a deliberate question, but um, which is the greater concern: our measles um, vaccination rate or our um, meningococcal vaccination rate?
1: Um, I don't know if I'd play them off. They're gonna. I mean, I think measles is one of the most uh, contagious. Uh, diseases, so that has the potential to spread like wildfire, but it, it doesn't generally kill people. So you're going to get a lot of hospitalizations you You're going to get a huge burden of hospitalizations, Um and uh, that'll be that'll be a mess. Um, but then this other disease which is really rare, um, has uh, you know is quite good at killing people and also leaving mm. devastating um, disabilities, etc. It affects you know the person, that individual, the families the community for. For the rest of the you know yeah. the rest of their life, so um, they're quite different and um, sort of require I think you know different different strategies I guess, but by and large we've got to get those basic vaccines up.
0: Just so when we had the 2019 outbreak, um, we had 700 people hospitalised, and we saw what happened in Samoa: uh, 83 people died, most of them children. Uh, where how does the how does our vaccination rate compare from then to now? Is it pretty much you know we're back where we started?
1: I think it's worse. Oh my god. Um, we and, and I think yeah. I, I mean, in my opinion, it's worse because we 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 had uh, gaps in those sort of young adults that hadn't you know had been caught up in low coverage years earlier and things like that, and there, there was really um, a move to try and stop those gaps, close them up and um, ordered some, finally got vaccine in, um, ended up chucking the vaccine, never got used, COVID, all of these things conspired, it didn't happen, it should have happened decades ago, but that's 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 one story. But over the period, the period we've now got these um, cohorts of babies that have been born and um, and we haven't vaccinated enough of them. So you've got this fresh group of susceptible little individuals. Um, so I think we've now got a situation that's worse than we had before.
0: Okay. How much does the state of our health system, and I know you're not a health system commentator, but you know, obviously you work within the system, and there's a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of very negative publicity around waiting times and emergency and so how much does the state of the health system currently play into your concerns about these low vaccination rates?
1: I mean, I guess I can just comment from the perspective of um, observing over the last 25 years the immunisation programme with, you know, gains and losses, I guess. And what I can see is that um, things that we were able to do well um, um, years ago when we saw those wonderful increases and and felt a little bit snug, I think, Mm. um, those things are not happening now. They're not happening the way they used to. And um, and I think that's part of, A, that, that erosion of general public health, but also um, targeting and doing the things that we know well for vaccine programs, which I think have, in my observations, have been diminished. And that's what I hear from some of the you know um, stories from the trenches, if you like, the front line, and the struggles that they have um, on a daily basis
0: so okay what's the best we can hope for from here obviously ideally if you could you'd get everyone vaccinated tomorrow um but realistically what should happen from here on in to avoid um the learning another lesson from the mirroring the past
1: yeah um to to actually uh yeah learn from the past instead of just repeating it um i think it's actually simple but not i think listen to those um, communities and the providers in the communities because they know what they need to do the job and then provide the resources that they need to do it. And um, And I think that's what needs to happen at this, at this stage to to try and improve things.
0: Is, is there something in that... Um Okay, this is a bit of a curveball, maybe, but you know we've seen the the change in the structure of the health system to what Health New Zealand. Is this whole centralising of everything? I know that the DHB model had had problems, but is that part of the problem that if you centralise um, these things, then you leave it up to a central agency, and the and the communities lose their voice in terms of getting real action on this stuff? <laughs>
1: what sort of difference this whole new new regime um, will make? But what I do think is that if you build a more and more layers between what's at the front line and what's way at to the top, um, at the government level, or the ministry level, or whatever, the more layers you've got in there, the, <laughs> the less chance you've got of actually um, being able to do anything and address the issues. Um, so,
0: okay, if we yeah. were suddenly to have a, a, a renewed push, and I think before he was, I, I'm reading a story that refers to the Tafata aura. Chair Rob Campbell, of course he's gone, had said that a new push would be launched shortly. So if they get a new push, how long do you realistically think it'll take to get our levels back up um, if we we do a good job?
1: Um, I mean, I think if we did everything right, it wouldn't take long. Um, if people people have got access, easy access to the services that, that they need, yep. and, um, and, and those services are supported to deliver it, and all that, there's a lot of communication to get wrapped up in that. Then you can do really well. Look what we look what we've achieved with um, oh. you know, with COVID vaccines, and, and, and what we've done in the past, and you know, we, we can do this. It's just that there's got to be both um, the the, the will and and the resource. And um, well, there must be the will, and, mustn't there? Isn't the will within the ministry? Surely we all agree that we need to get rates up. Um, But just saying, just sort of going out there and saying, you know, make sure you've been vaccinated is probably not going to be enough.
0: Okay. Hey, Helen, I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Um, Yeah, and uh, have a good day. We'll talk to you again sometime soon.